my guest on the phone, uh, Dr. Brian Mark Rigg, who is the uh, author and biographer of Woody Williams, the last World War II Medal of Honor recipient who was uh, lying in states uh, and honored at the U.S. Capitol. Uh, let me get right to it. Uh, Dr. Rigg, good morning. Thanks very much for talking with us. Uh, why, hey, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. Why Woody Williams? Uh, out of all the military from World War II, why did you select uh, a Woody Williams to write a book about? Well, you know, uh, from um, uh, my dear mentor and friend and famous Marine Corps historian, John Hoffman, who wrote Chesty, he says, I'm the first one to write a good-faith biography of an enlisted man uh, from the Marine Corps from World War II. And there was, you know, uh, 600,000 of them. So, yeah, it's a good question. Why did I pick Woody? I, um, in 2015, as a Marine Corps officer myself, I uh, decided to go to Iwo Jima for the 70th commemoration of that battle and be with a lot of veterans and their families. There was 400 of us that flew in three uh, 737s to Iwo Jima. And I got to meet all these veterans. I gathered their stories. You know, I've written several books on World War II and the Holocaust. I've interviewed hundreds of German veterans from World War II back in the 90s. And so I was just kind of using those skills, just kind of, I wasn't thinking about writing a book necessarily, but just wanted to gather information and and touch Mecca, if you will, uh, as a Marine. And I had my then 12-year-old son with me and wanted to teach him about history and appreciation that we should show to our veterans. And I met Woody there. And and he's a Medal of Honor recipient from World War II. And when I realized that nobody had written his uh, biography, or that he hadn't written an autobiography like Jack Lucas did or Pappy Boynton, I decided to use his life uh, as a way to tell the larger issues of amphibious warfare, the Pacific War, Japan's Holocaust, the Japanese enemy, and then, of course, why we dropped the bombs at the end of the uh, the war. And so that was the beginning of it. And Woody was a very personable person. Um, you know, to put it into context, as far as Medal of Honor, uh, medals of honor that were given to the Marine Corps during World War II, there were 669,100 Marines that served during World War II. Eighty-two of them got the Medal uh, of Honor, and a little over 30 of them survived their acts that they did in order to get the medal. So that I was actually talking to a Medal of Honor recipient from World War II, you know, in 2015 that had survived and was in his 90s and was still clear in the head and so on was just remarkable. And when I was on the island also, there was a, a couple of guys that actually served with him on the island, and I thought this was great also to have these witnesses. So that's why I picked uh, Woody uh, to write about and how it's the genesis of this book, Flamethrower. And so his day of uh, reckoning came February 23rd, 1945, when he used a flamethrower against Imperial Japanese uh, Army positioned in underground pillboxes and saved innumerable lives. Yes. uh, You know, he was a demolition expert, and a lot of people don't realize, even with the the great films that Clint Eastwood made uh, in 2006, Flags of Our Fathers and Letters from Iwo Jima, just how widely used the flamethrower portable, the one that was a backpack that guys carried into battle like Woody did, and then the flamethrower tanks that we used. Uh, One-third of all Japanese who died on Iwo Jima out of the 20,000-man garrison, they almost died to the last man, uh, one-third of them were not blown up, not shot, because they weren't on the island. They were in the island in tunnels and bunkers. The only way to get to them was to 
burn them alive or suck Ugh. out all their oxygen in their tunnels with a flamethrower and suffocate them. So Woody was trained to use this weapon. Uh, it was a very important weapon, especially on Okinawa and Iwo Jima. Uh, the w- battles on the, these islands would have lasted much longer had we not had it, but it was a very dangerous weapon. It was about 100 pounds of gear. You had two scuba tanks on the back uh, that had four and a half gallons of diesel and high-octane aviation fuel in it. And then you had a center tank, a third tank, that was compressed nitrogen. All of these were connected to a wand. In the front of the wand, you had matches and a cylinder that you would click so the flame uh, would be there when the fuel hit it. And then at the back, you had a trigger to unleash the uh, force of the uh, compressed nitrogen to push the flame out. The flame could go 20 to 30 yards in front of you and spread out about 20 yards. And it was 3,500-degree heat. If it hit a person, within a couple of seconds, all the moisture was sucked out and the body was on fire. It was a very lethal uh, weapon. Yes. So Woody, on the 23rd of February, there was a huge line of pillboxes and bunkers, caves, and a lot of Japanese that had been slaughtering his company. His company commander asked him if he could do anything, and in four to five hours, he took out several pillboxes, killed you know probably a dozen Japanese, it was part of an action that uh, punched through this line and moved the front about three to 400 yards uh, forward. So it was a very brave day in Woody's life, and uh, his company commander noticed it, and after the war, put him in for the Medal of Honor. Flamethrower. Our uh, guest is author Dr. Brian Mark Rigg, a biographer of Woody Williams, the last World War II Medal of Honor recipient who was just recently recognized uh, uh, by laying in state at uh, the Capitol. Uh, uh, thank you, Doctor. Thank you very much for joining us on the Crosstalk uh, this morning. A fascinating book in particular if you have any connection to a military. All right.